Welcome back to the G Truth, the one and only good truth. I I returned from Boston. That that was an amazing trip. It was really cool. Uh, I got to see a lot of snow. Got to see a lot of ice. A whole bunch of that stuff. But I'm back to talk about the NBA and in this episode in particular the Lakers. So a whole lot of the news around the Lakers has been is well I mean it's always going to be about LeBron since he's on the Lakers. But a lot of the news has been, is LeBron fully healthy? Is the in, is the injury that, like the groin injury that they had still affecting him? Stuff like that. So I'm, I'm going to go through some numbers of when he, uh, the uh, Lakers before the injury. The Lakers while LeBron was injured, so when he was not playing. And then them now, after the whole injury, after the whole all-star break, all that stuff. So... Before LeBron got injured against the Golden State Warriors on Christmas Day, the Lakers were clicking. They were the fourth seed, but mind you, the Clippers were the one seed, and the Grizzlies were a bit higher. The Pelicans had a pretty good start, same with the Mavericks. Some teams that are on the bottom of the standings right now were playing pretty well early on, so that fourth seed that they had early on does not really matter much, and they also had one of the easiest schedules uh, early on, and now they have one of the more tough ones uh, later on in the season. But nevertheless, the, during that time, they did have the 10th best defense and the 15th best offense. Their defense had a 106.5 defensive rating, and their offense had a 108.8 offensive rating. So those are really good numbers. Their offense wasn't spectacular, but their defense was definitely holding it down for them. Now, while LeBron was injured, their defense... Still stayed within the top 10. It was the ninth best defense, but their offense dropped from the 15th, which is the half mark in in the league, to the fourth worst at 26th in the whole league. 104.8 offensive rating and a defensive rating of 108.3, which means that their defense was fine. Th- their defense was fine without LeBron. It's just that their offense was horrendous, which is part of the reason why they lost those uh, bad games against the Knicks and the Cavs that they should have won. Is because they didn't have any sort of source of offense. Now, you would think that with LeBron coming back, that their offense would get back together and their defense would stay around the same. That is not the case. Upon LeBron returning from injury, the the Lakers have had the fourth worst defense and the sixth worst offense in the whole NBA. 116.4 defensive rating and 107.1 offensive rating. That is horrible. Horrible. And I think that this has a lot to do with the trade rumors and also with the loss of Alonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is easily probably the best or second best, the best or second best defender on the whole Lakers roster. His impact, because he because he's a, he is a point guard. 
uh, and he will guard the other team's point guard, and he's tall and has a large wingspan where he can defend uh, multiple positions, and he does that, and he's tough to get around, and he stays with you for the most part, no matter how fast you are, and he will play pretty good defense. And so he was a huge contributing factor for that whole team defensively, and then he got injured, um, right before LeBron could even return to to the team, and now that he's not there, we can see that the team is not doing so great defensively, and then for our offensive reason, it's it's hard to speculate why. I mean, LeBron's putting up great offensive stats. Brandon Ingram's playing great. Uh, Kyle Kuzma's playing great. Reggie Bullock's p- playing great. The only reason that can come to mind is that they traded Ivica Zubac away for Mike Muscala. And and I commented on this. I, I thought that, in the, that the trade made sense, but I, I would have loved to keep Zubac on that Lakers squad because he is not only a great rebounder, he's a great defensive player, but he's also a great offensive player. Where, whereas Mike Muscala is more of a... Uh, not not known for his defense, more known for being a big guy that can shoot the three. And he hasn't been playing that great for the Lakers. Whereas Zubac is not a three-point shooter, but he's great defensively. He's great offensively in the post, in the paint, where he can hit you with all these different moves. He has a huge arsenal of of uh, post moves that he, that, he can hit with, that he can hit you with to score. And that really helped their offense, I believe. With a, with a uh, young center, that that uh, had skills that uh, veterans on that roster like Tyson Chandler and and Javale McGee don't have. But also part of it is that their bench unit has not been putting up points as much as they did earlier in the season, and part of it could be. Josh Hart's no longer on. Well, he's still on the roster, but he was injured for that uh, whole while. That could be part of the reason. Part of the reasoning. Part of it could be that Rondo was out for a while as well. Um, and it could also be that Luke Walton had his rotations for the Lakers kind of all over the place. He would play uh, Javon McGee big minutes one game and then play Tyson Chandler big minutes another game. Uh, play Rondo in the starting lineup, play him in the uh, benching bench lineup. So the lack of consistency could definitely hurt them on the offensive side. But when it, but when it comes to defense, I understand that Lonzo not being there, being injured, can hurt. But going from the ninth best defense to the fourth worst defense in the whole league, that is unacceptable. It is not acceptable, especially if you are LeBron James and people deem you the greatest basketball player right now. And some people who I don't believe are correct say that he's the greatest basketball player of all time. I personally think that Michael Jordan is, but that's neither here nor there. But if you're that guy, you don't allow that to happen. There, there were several clips that came out, uh, during, or after the uh, Lakers Grizzlies game, where you saw LeBron James, just standing there, 
on defense, just standing there, doing nothing. person drove right by him. He just kind of looked at him and said, cool. You squirrel up. Awesome. Doesn't hurt me. Who cares? There was, an, there was another possession where he left someone wide open from three. And then as, then as soon as the guy made it, he like sagged his shoulders. He was like, oh, come on. Come on. Guys, how can you let that happen? But that was in reality his guy to defend. But his body language was, oh, come on. Come on. That was your guys' job. Play 4v5 on defense. And I, and I understand that he carries the load on offense. But play some defense. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. And after saying that, quote-unquote, playoff mode has been activated, it started off great against the Rockets that they won that game. And let me tell you, their offense and their defense clicked in the fourth quarter. James Harden was having his way for the first half. LeBron James was not showing up for the first half. Second half, roles, roles got switched. LeBron James started playing like LeBron James in the second half of that game. Started started uh, putting the uh, pedal to the metal. Uh, Brandon Ingram played great. Kyle Kuzma played great. And then James Harden just got locked up in in that game in the second half where he had three offensive fouls in, I believe, the fourth quarter alone to to foul him out. And it was by Kyle Kuzma, uh, LeBron James, and I cannot remember who the third player was that got him the third offensive foul. But either way, everyone was joining in. Everyone was attacking into the paint, which is part of the Lakers' offensive style of of play and they're also engaging on defense and that's really what defense is you don't have to be the tallest player to play defense it does help but you don't have to be it's all about heart it's all about effort and the two games that uh that were after that Houston Rockets game I could see that LeBron didn't have the effort and now people will say, oh, he, he's still recovering from the injury. The injury is still going on. I don't believe that's the case. He had all of All-Star weekend. He played during the All-Star game. And, and, and I know it's the All-Star game, and so he can take, take the moment to relax and all that stuff. But he had that whole All-Star break to relax, get, get completely healthy, uh, and afterwards as well to get completely healthy. And before then as well, with the whole injury when he was out, to get healthy. So, either he should he should not be playing right now, but he is. So I don't, so I'm pretty sure that he is healthy and he's not injured. So I believe that it's just him not having the effort. After the Pelicans game a few days ago, where they where the Lakers lost, and a game that they really should have won and that would have helped them a whole lot because I believe that the Spurs also lost during that time when same with the Clippers. And the Kings also lost uh, that game, uh, or that day, I believe. Um, post-game, con- 
post-game interview uh, after that loss to the Pelicans, LeBron James said, The last few years, everyone's so accustomed to the losses that I'm just not accustomed to. I'm not accustomed to it. I never get comfortable with losing. Losing game one to Houston, it feels the same way as losing game 59 in New Orleans for me. That's just how I'm built. That's who I am. For me, listening to this, it seems a bit like an attack on on uh, his teammates, saying that they're accustomed to losing and that they're too comfortable losing. I personally do not believe that's true. I do not know of a young player that would be willing or are okay with losing rather than going to the playoffs. It's hard for me to name a single player in the NBA that wants that. Do I believe that LeBron James also wants to win? I believe that he wants to win. I believe that the young players of the the, uh, Lakers core wants to win as well. But he's really talking about the young guys who have not had success with the Lakers in the long term. And I think that's what he's talking about. I understand what he's talking about. But the way that he says it is in a me versus them, I versus you guys sort of way where it's like a bow down to me, follow my lead, which is good. But not in the way that he's saying it, where it's, uh, where, like, it's, uh, how do I explain it? It's, uh, you guys don't know what you're doing at all. And you guys are deterring from what I have planned. And I don't think, I don't think that's the way to go about it. I, I think that, especially with the, the uh, young Lakers, especially after... Everything that they've gone through during the trade deadline, where they've been in trade rumors for quite some time now, that they have to hear something from LeBron where it's uh, more of a team rallying, like rallying the team up, making them get pumped, making them want to fight for each other, and give it their all. In the next game against the Grizzlies... They lost that game. And they shouldn't have lost that game either. And that was a game where all the clips came out about LeBron not playing defense. And I, th- I think that's been generally known for quite some time now. That starting at the latest last year, but maybe even two years ago, that he's stopped playing defense. Uh, even when it matters most, he stopped. But nevertheless, he uh, said, if you're still allowing distractions to affect the way you play, this is the wrong franchise to be a part of. And you should just come in and be like, listen, I can't do this. Who is he talking about here? Who is he talking about? Brandon Ingram's playing great. Cal Kuzma's playing great. If you're talking about Reggie Bullock, he's playing great. You can talk about the bench, but... I don't think of any I can't think of any distractions that might affect the the bench. The only thing I can think of is that LeBron's the distraction. He's over there making uh music videos, uh recording songs, uh 
uh, with two chains, I think. He's the distraction. He's distracting himself. He's over here um, trying to create movies, uh, Space Jam 2, which is good for him. But it's distracting him from from what he's supposed to be doing, which is helping the Lakers win. And I think that as soon as he understands that, he'll he'll be able to lead this team like he is supposed to. And I think that at this point right now, he's not leading the right way, where he's creating a, a divide uh, between the young guys and himself. Saying, well, really, based off the two uh, excerpts, it's a lot more of deflection, I think. He's saying, well, he hasn't said, oh, I got to do better. I got to do better. I got to do better. He's more of saying, hey, you guys over there. You guys are the ones that are distracted. You guys are the ones that are not accustomed to winning and more more accustomed to losing. You guys are the flawed ones. Whereas he's saying, I'm the chosen one. And I think that the way that he has to approach it is more welcoming. Uh, he he has to take the blame publicly. He, he doesn't have to take all of it, even though I think that he deserves a whole bunch. He doesn't. He does not have to take all of it though, publicly. He publicly has to say even just a bit. Just say I gotta do better. I messed up there. These young guys have been playing pretty good. I messed up in this one area. As soon as he does that, that whole team will come right behind him. They will, they will, that that will rally up the troops. I guarantee it. As soon as he does that, it will rally up the troops. Everyone will, everyone on that Lakers team will, will go full throttle. Support him. And it, and I think that he did something close to that, but not really. Uh, after this most recent game against the Pelicans that they really should have won, and they did, where he played great down the stretch. They finally played defense, and like I said, as soon as they play defense, it's just effort. They, they can win. Against the against the Houston Rockets, uh, the game right after he said playoff mode activated, down the stretch they played great on both ends of the court, offense and defense. I was telling my dad during that game that as soon as the Lakers start playing some defense, they're going to win this game. They're going to make it tough because when they play defense, they're big and they're long too. So it's just effort at that point because they got the talent, they got the size, they got the ability to play good defense. And they finally did that against the Pelicans down the stretch. They played great defense, and their offense was spectacular down the stretch. LeBron hit that, what was it, one-legged three-pointer in the corner with the clock winding down, well, the shot clock winding down to put 
put the dagger against the Pelicans. Now, the game should not have been that close. And the Pelicans might have won if Anthony Davis was playing. But a win's a win. And they finally played defense on the stretch. Now, if this if this is going to be long-term, that they actually show effort down the stretch defensively, all five of them on the court, including LeBron, if they do that, they'll they'll be uh, a team that can definitely go into the playoffs because the way, because the way that they were playing against the Pelicans and Grizzlies the games before they did not look like a playoff team at all. They looked like a lottery team. But if they played like they did against the Pelicans and the Rockets, they can beat any team except for the Warriors really in the playoffs. But prior to that Pelicans game uh, yesterday, uh, during practice, LeBron said, we like where we are. I like where we are today. He's referring to the team, and he said that several times uh, during his interviews, saying, we like, where we, we like where we are. I like where we are today. Commenting on how he feels about the team, all that stuff. And, and I think that's the right message. Well, it's... He's going down the right path to the right message for the team uh, to get them pumped up, get 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 himself on their good side again. Um, I I do think that he still needs to take the blame in order for that whole team to uh, get right behind him and rally with him. Because he said a similar message to this right after the uh, trade deadline, I believe. It was either a few weeks before the trade deadline or right after the trade deadline where where he said something similar to this where where he said, oh, I I like the team. And during that time, we know it was just some BS. This time it might be maybe some BS, but some truth to it. Maybe. But either way, with all this drama going on, this win against the Pelicans put the Lakers in the very nice spot where they finally won something. It was a must-win game because the Kings lost, and the Timberwolves lost, and the Clippers lost. So by them winning this game, they have reinserted them back into a good enough area to make a run for the playoffs at that eighth seed or maybe or maybe even the seventh seed against the Spurs or the Clippers as they are now only three games behind of the seventh and eighth seed uh, and one game uh, behind the Sacramento Kings who are currently the ninth seed so I think that this could definitely put them in a nice spot, but just imagine if they actually won those games against the Pelicans and Grizzlies, because the Kings have had a really tough schedule and they have a really tough week. They've played against the Thunder and the Bucks, tough games, and the Lakers have kind of gotten fortunate with games against the Pelicans, Grizzlies, and the Pelicans again. 
but they do play against the Bucks next, and then after that, I believe that they play against the Suns. They should win against the Suns. If they don't, then there's going to be some serious problems. But if they win against the Bucks, that will be definitely a statement win. It'll be tough though because the Bucks have the best defense in the NBA. But if they do so, they are on the right track for getting into the playoffs. And there's still plenty of season left. They've played 61 games so far, so there's 21 games left in the whole season. There's plenty of time to make up for that three-game difference between the Spurs and Clippers and the Lakers. There's plenty of time for them to make up for that and to get themselves into the playoffs. Anyways, that has been the G-Truth. Thank you for listening. G-Truth out.